everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today's topic is, is cohabitating before marriage a good idea? This question came from a friend of mine who's considering whether she should move in with her boyfriend or not. If you've been in a relationship for a length of time, I'm sure this topic will come up. Cohabitation is very common. In fact, about 70% of couples move in together prior to marriage. And the number goes up a little bit every year because there's less stigma attached to living together before marriage. Housing prices are rising, so it's cheaper to split the rent. And also people are waiting longer to get married. The interesting thing though, is that research shows people who cohabitate prior to marriage actually have a higher divorce rate by about 30% after the first year. Also, their marital satisfaction is lower. So what is going on? You would think that if you get to live together first and test it out before getting married, the marital satisfaction should be higher, divorce rate should be lower, but research showing the opposite. If this topic interests you, make sure you stay tuned. Hi everyone, my name is Yumei Chang and I'm the founder of Life is Love School. In this channel, you will learn good relationship skills so that you can build strong and solid relationships with yourself and other people. I believe fundamentally that having a great relationship is the key to happiness. If you're new to this channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you get updates. So what are some of the common reasons people want to live together? The number one reason I hear is that they want a trial period. Now, why do they want a trial period? They want a trial period because they want to figure out if they're sexually compatible, if their schedule like sleep and wake schedules are compatible, if they're food preferences, their workout preferences, other preferences are compatible. And I think all of these are great things to try to figure out. However, the question is, do you have to move in together to figure this out? Or is there a cheaper way to figure it out? So the analogy I'll give you is, let's say that you have a dream of opening your own bakery. Is your first step to actually secure a storefront, buy all the baking, equipment and then you know buy a lot of different materials and then try to market your goods or should your first step be just bake your goods in your own kitchen and try to sell it to your neighbors and see if they want to buy and what's the right price point etc i would argue that the latter is much smarter because the first strategy is you invest all this time and massive amounts of money and your stuff may or may not sell so you want to test your idea in the least expensive, least involved way possible. So if you want to see if you and your partner have similar lifestyles, similar nutritional needs, etc., you don't have to move in and incur the moving costs. Now your furniture, your finances, maybe even own a dog, all these entanglements. You don't need that to test out whether there's compatibility. You can go on a long vacation together where you're basically staring at each other 24 seven. You'll figure that out very soon. Or you could even stay at each other's place for a couple days, couple weeks, or even a couple months, but you keep your independence. And there's a lot of benefits of keeping your independence. The biggest of which is that you're not allowing entanglements to mire your decision of whether to stay investing in the relationship or to leave and find something that's more suitable for you. I've seen a lot of people that are stuck in kind of a semi bad relationship. It's not working great. However, the convenience of sharing the rent, the convenience of maybe shared childcare, shared grocery and cooking together, it's keeping them stuck. So they're just comfortable enough without looking at the relationship and the person itself. 
and then they get married. And so I think that might explain part of the reason why people who live together prior to marriage actually have lower marital satisfaction than people who are looking at the situation with a more cool mind, not looking at the conveniences, purely just looking at the person, looking at the relationship and say, do I want to go all in on this one? So this is, I think, uh, one of the most important reasons why you want to maintain your independence so you can look at the situation more clearly. Researchers also believe that people who are willing to test before you buy are also the people that are more willing to get out when things are rough. And every relationship runs into a rough patch. They call this the selection bias versus people who say, well, I don't want to move in until I'm absolutely sure that this is a person I want to take to the next level, which is marriage. So that's called selection bias and it might be at play and might explain why divorce rate is higher for people who cohabitate. Because for them, well, you know, it's a trial that didn't work and it extends all the way into marriage. It's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't realize that this didn't show up in the, uh, in the trial period, but I'm, my leg is out, I'm out. I'm not gonna work on it. So this might be something that you really wanna consider as well. A second reason that people wanna move in together is convenience. And this is an interesting argument, which is why should we be paying two rents? Why should we be driving back and forth when we see each other so often? It's just more convenient if we live together. Now, actually a lot of people get stuck in this living together arrangement because it's precisely because it's so comfortable, right? It's sort of like you're living with this person and they or you get all the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife benefits without putting in more. So without taking it to the next level. So I see a lot of couples where one person really wants to move towards marriage and the other person simply says, you know, this is working great. Why change it? So the analogy would be you're allowing somebody to hop on your bus and you've been driving them around town for free for a long time. And then you start to feel more resentful and you turn around and you ask them to pay for the ticket. And they turn around and say, well, you know, you've been driving me around for free for such a long time. What changed? So that would be a hard thing to argue against, right? Because they do have a point. You were okay with this arrangement thus far. Why do you want to change it? Of course, if your goal is to live together and have a relationship made out actually being married, this is not a bad arrangement. But if you really want to get married, and some people really do, this could be a place where the dream goes to die. And I've seen a lot of people get stuck in this place for years. And I've even seen people get stuck in this place for decades. And at that point, they feel like they've sunk so many years and so much energy and effort in this relationship that it's too uh, late to cut their losses. And that's truly unfortunate. So be very careful. This reminds me of a girlfriend of mine who is a top real estate agent here in the Silicon Valley. And uh, she told me an analogy regarding this. She said, when I put a house on a market for sale, I cannot tell you how many buyers come by and they said, please take that house down right now. Don't show it to other people because I don't want other people to buy it. I absolutely would buy it. And my friend said, I never listen to those people until they give me the down pay. If they give me the down pay, then it's serious. If every time somebody says that I take the house down, I would sell no houses. So the analogy for you is, you know, if you're moving in with this person and you really actually want to get married, 
you pretty much just given up all your options because now you are living as if you were married to this person, but you do not have the commitment. And at the same time, you've also blocked off all possible other channels, making it very difficult for you to leave the situation. So you're living as if you're married, but you're actually not married. So now the question you might ask is, okay, what should I do? Should I just not move in together? Well, not necessarily. So from the research, what they show is that people who move in together, but don't suffer a higher divorce rate and don't suffer a higher marital dissat are people who have a clear plan of getting engaged and getting married prior to moving in. Let's say that you and your girlfriend have already decided that in six months you're going to get married and you found this beautiful house. So you buy it and you move in and that's totally fine because you already have a clear idea that this is the person I'm going in. I'm living together, not to try, but to buy. And that's a difference. It's a mindset difference. I know that this topic probably elicits a lot of different opinions. I would love to hear your thoughts. So just make sure you drop in the comment. I read every single one and I, a lot of times I look at the comments and I generate new content to satisfy your curiosity. And if you're interested in relationship discussions like this, Make sure you check out our tribe membership group. I coach women directly on how to have great relationships. And in the tribe group, I also answer people's specific questions. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.